Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Good morning and welcome to the special Thanksgiving episode of Ayers on the Road. We love Thanksgiving. We do. It is so beautiful. It's such a beautiful time of year, but it's such a beautiful concept to be grateful. We should be more grateful all year, but somehow this week is concentrated grateful. You know, we've been in uh, we've been in Europe, as you regular listeners know. We just got back a, a day or two ago from Madrid, and one of the things I was thinking there is that there's no there's no evidence of Thanksgiving because, of course, they don't celebrate Thanksgiving. It's a uniquely American holiday, and what a wonderful holiday it is. Canada has a Thanksgiving yeah, day. Yeah, they do. It's a little different date than ours. We were in Canada. We, uh, Those of you that haven't been tuned in, we, we did this little six-country speaking tour starting in, in uh, Ontario, Canada, and then went to London and then to Amsterdam. And then help me if I miss any of these, Linda, then to Zurich and then to Romania, Romania, and then to Madrid and met wonderful parents all the way and had some great discussions about raising responsible kids in an irresponsible world. And now we're back just in time for Thanksgiving and we're so happy to be back. It's so nice to come home. Um, It is great to be back. And I I do have to say that the people in Madrid, they were all wonderful, but that last stop was really stunning, partly because our planes were all late and uh, the runway was, the wheels were broken on the runway when we got there and we were, people were waiting for us for dinner. And <laughs> Wait, the wheels were broken yeah, on the runway? that's what they said. Oh, that's on what they the, said oh, oh, to on get the, off. On, you know? the, on the air, yeah. on the thing that comes the out gangway, to meet the plane. So that we couldn't get oh, off and were just, right. people were sitting there waiting for us to come. It was crazy. But when we got there, we found the most delightful crowd sitting on the couch talking, waiting for dinner at 10 p.m. Yeah, this was the night before our our event, before our speech, and some of the hosts had put together a dinner for us. And we were were calling saying, we're so sorry, we're so late, and we know you've got people waiting there. And they're like, hey, this is Spain. We don't eat till 10 p.m. at night anyway. It, It was really true. They said between 9 and 10, they have dinner. I guess they give their kids early dinner. and then Actually, that sounds pretty peaceful to me. Yeah. Put the kids to bed and then have a nice dinner. But well, it's like England. The, you know, when we lived in England, the, the kids would have their tea. They called it their tea, which yeah. was their little dinner. They'd have when they about, got from school, 3.30 yeah, or 4. Yeah. <laughs> and they go to bed by 6.30 every night. And, and then, then the parents have a nice dinner without yeah. any kids to bother them. Oh, we can learn a lot from these other cultures. Well, we can. And this actually, this Madrid culture was fabulous. When we got there, the host and his wife, um, we were seated at a beautiful square table, and they had nine children. And the people to the right of us had ten children. Spanish Catholic families. Yes. And, and, And deeply devoted to the church. We had a prayer before the meal and after the meal. And it was they, really wonderful. They kind of double down on, on prayers and blessings on the meal. They have they a do. blessing before they start eating, and then they have a, a thankful yeah. prayer after they eat. They Why do. not pray? <laughs> if you can get your kids to the table, <laughs> which right. is hard enough, you might as well pray twice with them. Which, actually, <laughs> we need to and such delightful people. That dad took me in to show me their 
sleeping children before I left. It was the highlight of my trip. They were so beautiful from ages 18 to four months. And I missed that. I had gone off to the bathroom, and by the time I got back, you'd been in to see the sleeping kids. Well, they were just such good, deeply, uh, deeply uh, good people. They're uh, really into the family cause. They were doing an international cause for families. They were training families and uh, to do better and be better. And it was just really something. But before we leave um, dinner time, I have to say that those people in Madrid, we ask them how many of them eat with their children yeah. oh, at least yeah. five nights a week <laughs> at, for this dinner. This was in our speech the next night. And, and you know, we had, you know, a hundred or so wonderful parents there. And we said, how many of you have uh, dinner with your with your children each night? All, all the hands. They all raised their hands. <laughs> it like, was stunning. How do you do this? Oh, that's just our our culture in Spain. It know? is. They do an interesting thing that the people we were with sent their children, which to me was shocking, their nine and ten year olds away to London so they can learn English. Yeah, for a when year. When they're nine or two. and ten yeah. and eleven years old, it is amazing to me. And then they come home, and and the kids. There were two uh, teenagers there at the table, and they said they love that. They just love that. And then they stay there. They go to college and stay there until they get married. Live at home. So the average in, in their part of the world is kids live at home till they're 25 or so and they've finished college. But a lot of them go away to a boarding school for a couple of years while they're very young, which seemed really strange to us. But the mother said, you know, our... Our theory is we don't want them in boarding schools when they're teenagers and there's more problems and more so many temptations issues, yeah. and issues. So we send them early so they can learn fluent English and then they come back and live at home. So, I, you know, the bottom line, Linda, two bottom lines. Number one, there's a lot of great families in the world in a lot of different cultures. And number two, there's there's not just one way to do things. There's more than one right way to do things, I guess. And so um, it really it, it was really quite an amazing cultural thing there in Madrid. Yeah, and then you compare that to the where we were the the day before that in in Bucharest, Romania, where they're still struggling to get out from under the yoke of communism and the, the things they endured for so many years in that beautiful but very, very troubled country. But again, the families, those who try, you know, it's a little like what we're, we're working now on a marriage book, as some of you know, and one of the things that, uh, that seems so interesting to us is that even though families are difficult today and marriages are difficult today and, and fewer and fewer people are getting married and so on, the fact remains that the best marriages in the history of the world exist today. People who do work at it and who have equality and oneness in their marriage to a greater degree than any other marriages in history. And I think it's true with families too, Linda, where, you know, we always hear people saying, oh, the family's in decline. And, and you can, you can show that statistically with people, the birth rates are down, the marriage rates are down and so on. But the counter trend to that, and boy, did we see it on this trip where families are really dedicated and trying I think the strongest families and the strongest marriages that have ever existed exist right today, right now. And that's such a hopeful, wonderful thing. Well, when you think back through time, there were so many 
centuries when people had children to work, you know, to yeah. raise them and work on the farm and help them they needed farm to hands. survive and so on. And not that they didn't love their children, but it just is a whole different mentality. And then parenting, in fact, parenting wasn't even a word till 50 years ago or maybe yeah, a little bit longer, yeah. but it really is amazing. And marriaging still isn't a word, but we're trying to make it one. <laughs> <laughs> parenting and marriaging. Marriaging. Um, it really is such an amazing thing to see these families in different cultures now, because you're right. They really have risen. Um, the, those that can afford to have uh, big families especially are wonderful, but and that's not always possible now. But it is just really kind of um, inspiring. To it's see. kind of inspiring. It really is. Now back to Thanksgiving, Linda. Here we go. It's the beginning of Thanksgiving week. Um, you know, I guess one little negative we'll throw in is we wish, we wish, you know, coming back and having this perspective of coming back from Europe and and, and here's what we see. We get back and it's Thanksgiving week. But what we see is the Halloween decorations have come down and the Christmas decorations have gone up. And usually that happens the same night. I mean, if you've ever been in a store or a shopping mall on, you know, the, the 31st of October or the 1st of November, people are pulling down the Thanksgiving stuff, or the, excuse, yeah. the Halloween stuff, and they're putting up the Christmas stuff immediately and and sometimes we say wait 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 hold it hold it stop how about thanksgiving how about some pilgrims and indians and <laughs> turkeys and you know what do we have to well, leave thanksgiving I mean, you can out celebrate you can celebrate thanksgiving with the christmas decorations around that's okay it's the holidays that's the main thing and actually they had christmas decorations everywhere in bucharest and then in madrid the, and all the streets, big lights hanging down everywhere. And I said to our host, could we just drive around and see those? And they said, oh, we don't turn those on until December 1st. So there you oh, go. Oh, there we go. There, you there go. we go. But, you know, Thanksgiving is a one. And I, I think so many of the people we talk to, Linda, will say, gee, Thanksgiving's like my favorite holiday. It's, we get the family together. We, 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 we sit down and we... It's that it's that longing to sit and eat together, which I wish we could do every night in our families. But it sort of really happens in a big way on Thanksgiving for so many people. And we love it. We do you think is it fair to say Thanksgiving has sort of been our favorite holiday for the last 47 years? Oh, totally fair. Yes, we love Thanksgiving because it conjures up so many things in your mind that you're grateful for. Um, we have a little Thanksgiving tradition that we do with the kids. And that is that we get a, a roll of, what would you call it, adding machine paper? Just any whatever. roll of paper. I guess you could even use a roll of, roll of toilet paper. Do you think you could? No. No, no, no I guess that wouldn't work. Toilet paper. But, um, a roll of cash register paper, something long, or you could just use big sheets of paper if you wanted. Well, the minute the kids, uh, the kids start that our kids always started at first thing in the morning. And then as the cousins came in, like, help us, help us, this is help us think of things we're grateful for. And so it's just a little skinny piece of paper. So you're so making a long list. You're sort of trying to think of how many individual little things you can think of that you're grateful for. And it's funny, kids get competitive on it. They say, well, last year we got up to 600. We've got to get to 700 this year, you know. And it's just such a thing to well, think of all the things we're grateful for. And now, I mean, they, you get desperate after a while, like doorknobs. 
Well, we are grateful for doorknobs. How would you get in and out of a door without a doorknob? Um, there are just so many things that they, everything they look at, they realize we're grateful for this. We're grateful. We're grateful for spoons. You know, um, we're grateful for water. We're grateful for um, each other. I mean, it, it really is a fun thing to see them really going. Well, they'll start it. looking around the room. We're, we're grateful for countertops. We're grateful for refrigerators. We're grateful for microwaves. We're grateful for yeah, doorknobs. Exactly. We're grateful for you know, and, and but then it expands, and and sometimes the kids come up with these really profound things. Like, I'm grateful for my mother's love. I'm grateful for Mother Nature and all of the beauty of the earth. And you know, you yeah. just get kids thinking about how many things they have, and when they make a list of a thousand things. And by the way, it's a good way to fill the time while the turkey's cooking, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Instead of just watching football all day, not that I'm against football, but, you know, uh, we talked to a family not long ago. I said, what are your Thanksgiving traditions? We were doing a little thing on traditions and how important they are in families. And, and how, what are your Thanksgiving traditions? Well, we just eat way too much and watch football all day long. Well, that's <laughs> that's still a good tradition, but maybe we could form some traditions in our families that, sort of focus a little more on the purpose of the day and, and what Thanksgiving really is. And we like to split the word. We, you know, you say Thanksgiving and it's a holiday, it's a noun, but how about saying Thanksgiving? And now it's a verb, the giving of thanks. And how can we get better at that? How can we, with our children, how do we help little children? And how do we help you know, teenage children, how do we help all of us become more grateful? How do we use this holiday as a way to up the level of our thankfulness? It really is um, a trick. And uh, we we have one more uh, fun tradition that we've been doing with the older adults. We'll just save that for the second half. Um, but it really is one of those things where it, you can turn your mind to something that's really important. And then I think you're just continue to be grateful for them the rest of the rest of the year. Well, and I think families that do it right, Thanksgiving becomes the perfect harbinger for Christmas. It's, it's the perfect thing to lead in to the Christmas holidays. So let's take a little brief break and please stay with us. We'll be right back on Ayers on the Road. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back today with Ayers on the Road. I don't know if you're on the road or cleaning the garage or whatever you're doing on this day, but we want People are to gonna say... People are going to be on the road, over the river and through the woods and down the road to grandmother's house we go. Absolutely. And... For those of you who are in Utah listening to this, we're going to get um, a white Thanksgiving. We're going to get yeah. some snow, which is great and wonderful for the ski resorts. Or at least on, I think, the day after Thanksgiving, snow's in the forecast. Maybe it'll come on Thanksgiving. We kind of hope so. What a time, though. What a week. And, and we hope again that uh, Thanksgiving, we'd love to see a revival of Thanksgiving as the quintessential American holiday where we gather together and we do fantastic things. You know, for 47 years, Linda, we have been 
I don't know how we, I can't remember how we initially got this idea, but we decided we weren't going to send out a Christmas card. We were instead each year, our holiday greeting card to our friends and so on was going to be a Thanksgiving card. And just today we're sending out our 47th annual Thanksgiving card. I know, I know. I remember what I was feeling and what we were feeling when we made that decision, but I can't remember what actually triggered it. We were feeling, hey, what a great thing if we could use our holiday annual card to express gratitude to our friends and for our friends. And so we began doing it. And partly it was to get something out the door before Christmas because there's so much other stuff going on at Christmas oh, true, that we don't have true, to worry true. about Christmas cards. Oh, and I remember another reason. We we thought <laughs> it's terrible to say if we send out Thanksgiving cards, we'll actually get more Christmas cards because everyone who gets the Thanksgiving card will feel like they have to send us a Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. They'll be totally obligated. That, to was, it. that yeah. was it. That was that it. That was That was our motivation. Well, I think that... Um, there are things that we need to think over in our lives that we're grateful for. Uh, we all go through crises and hard times and we pray and we work through those hard times and then we get past them and we think, who, you know, and then we go on and kind of forget to be grateful. Um, we've had some pretty crazy hard times with our kids occasionally. Just like all of you have. Just like everybody. And um, if we think back on those times when we feel most grateful, uh, it's when we come through a crisis and we uh, realize that we've had help from heaven or we realize how much we love our, our loved ones. And it really is a, and a good time to really reflect on the things that we're most grateful for. We have a little a little statement we love, and we created it, I can't remember when, years ago, I guess, that goes like this. Um, gratitude is not the path to happiness. Gratitude is happiness in its most obtainable form. Think about that for a minute. We all We all would probably acknowledge that the more grateful you are, the more thankfulness you feel, that, that, that leads directly to happiness. But we think it's even more immediate than that. We think gratitude is synonymous with happiness. When you're, when you're feeling grateful, thankful, acknowledging blessings, acknowledging the things that have come to you, the gifts and so on, acknowledging your family, your relationships, you're happy in those moments. That, that is a very, very direct form of happiness. And we ended up putting that, uh, that little statement on the back cover of a Thanksgiving book we wrote a few years ago. We, we just were so excited and enamored with the holiday Thanksgiving that we did a book called The Thankful Heart. And I'll, I'll tell you another reason we did it. We had these, we had these every year for this Thanksgiving card we do. We write a little poem and it's, probably our most poetic effort of the entire year. And it's a poem about the gratitude we're feeling that year and about friends and about family and about just thankfulness. And we realized we had at that time, I think 44 of those cards with those poems and we wanted to publish them because we felt like they did express some valuable sentiments about Thanksgiving and gratitude. So we built them into this book 
called a thankful heart. And we're, we're now just so happy to have that book because it also has a photo of our family that went on those cards for all these 47 years. So it starts with a little one taken of us back in our home in Virginia when we had two little baby girls. And, and that's the first one. And, and so there were just four of us, the two of us and these two girls. And then every year, there's a picture, a family picture, just like so many of you do on Thanksgiving cards and other, or on Christmas cards and other cards. And now this latest one that we're sending out today, there's 50 of us on this card, counting us and the kids and their marriage partners and, and the grandkids. Well, it's fun to look back at. I'm sure those many of you do Christmas cards, too. And, and it is a moment in time when, you know, your family is a certain age and so on. And I, as you said that, I was thinking back about that first card. And I had two, my our two little girls, you know, where they were with us, we were sitting there as a family. And. Um, we were living in Washington, D.C., and we sent that to all of our friends. And then I noticed um, several months later when I was putting everything away that I had the two dress hangers that hang my dress up, you know, the little straps. On the <laughs> they were hanging out, both of them. On both and we sent out thousands <laughs> of those babies. <laughs> it was such a crazy time because you know how that is to have two little kids. I mean, I think they were like... Uh, one and two and a half or something like that. And I was so hassled getting down there. To get, we actually went to a studio <laughs> down there to get this picture. And then I thought, how could I possibly have sent that out to everybody with those dresses? Oh, we've had a lot of funny ones. I remember another time while we were still living in Virginia and we were out at the, we we're actually in Maryland out at the Marriott farm for a gathering. And we took this family picture and we were on a split rail fence. We were all sitting there and there was this little cute little African-American boy, this little black fellow who he was maybe seven or so. And he was walking down the street and he saw us all sitting on this fence and he climbed up and sat there with us. Yeah. <laughs> and the best the best fun. picture we got that day where we all looked reasonably decent was the one that had this little boy in it. So we it was a cute little African-American boy, and we just sent it out. We didn't have no explanation, and it was, oh, the hours have adopted a little black kid. With, I don't know what we were thinking on that either. And then, interestingly, years later, um, the parents of that yeah. little boy told us <laughs> that he was their child and was, that they had gotten quite a bit of We were um, lucky that they weren't that. mad that we'd put his picture right. on our Thanksgiving. We are but, lucky. But they were thrilled. They were like, so, so nice of you to include our little boy on your card. <laughs> <laughs> so there's quite a history of these. And, and by the way, um, if you go on, on the BYU radio uh, website and go to our show, and look at the list of different things, our websites and so on. There is one there called Ayer's Free Books. And if you scroll down, um, you, there's a place where you can get our new books, including this Thanksgiving book, for half price if you just use the code BYU Radio Friend. And, and so if you're interested in a Thanksgiving book, that's a way to get it for half price. And actually, it is not just our, no, our list no. of cards. I mean, it, the, it's just the very end. There were, we put those it's cards It's a book in, but, on gratitude. But there's yeah. beautiful photography, uh, some done by some of our professional uh, photographers in our family, but a lot of other 
beautiful things and quotes and sayings and stuff. We had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, I don't know how we got into the book, but I guess it's just, it was our effort to say, hey, this is our favorite holiday and we really love it. So let's get to some other family ideas for, you know, for little kids, we just love making the list of gratitude things. And, you know, this can go on all day. And it can, you can come up with so many gratitude. And one thing we used to do, Linda, and we'll probably do it again this Thanksgiving, when the list's all done, we'd see who can read the list the fastest. We'd put a timer on them, you know, and someone's reading this list of thankful things, so you're going over them again, and you're timing it. How fast can you read it? And we're thinking again about all these things we're grateful for. Well, a game that we decided to do with adults, because we're having more adults now yeah. than little kids, um, is that we, we decided and gave each person a piece of paper and pencil and said, write down 10 things you're grateful for, just really grateful for. But it ha- they have to be unusual because we're going to have... Unique things. We're yeah. going to have that. You read them, and if anybody else has it on their list, then you disqual- you're disqualified on that one. And so the one who has the most unique things that they're grateful yeah, for. Yeah, we're going to do that this 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 uh, on Thursday because it's so much fun. and. And it causes people to think really hard beyond the obvious things. Because if you put, I'm grateful for the mountains, I'm grateful for my beautiful family, I'm grateful for home, and and you know, you, you, the, the other people are going to have those on their list, and so you're not going to get to keep yours. So you got to think a little deeper. What's something I'm so uniquely grateful for that no one else will think of it? And you know what I loved about that um, with my sister's family came. They usually come the ones that can, and they're cousins that we don't see all the time. And it was so it's so fascinating because they came up with things that were really yeah, dear, yeah. you know, and you, ha- you you feel like you know them a little bit better because of the things that they're grateful. That's for. a good point, Linda. When you're that, that's a benefit, a side benefit of sharing gratitude specifically on things is you get to know a person better. I mean, if I know the 10 things you value most that you're the most grateful for. I know a lot about you. That's a very revealing thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting to see who is really creative. And there are a lot of creative little minds that, um, that have used, we've used that game to get to know people better. Yeah. So as, as Thanksgiving comes on, and again, I mentioned earlier, one reason we love the, you know, it's kind of an interesting sequence when you think about it. Halloween, this crazy holiday where we use our imaginations and dress up and, and sort of do crazy weird things in a way. It's sort of the world. It's sort of the, the, it's the dark side almost, if you will. And then comes this sort of beautiful time of Thanksgiving, which is the thing that leads into the celebration of Christ's birth and of Christmas and, and that, puts us in a mode or, or a, an atmosphere or a mentality of how grateful we are. And then our gratitude can shift to the thing we're most grateful for of all, namely the gospel and Christ and his atonement and his birth and, and the gratitude we've been building up. Uh, we, we, we relate it to him. All these things we've been grateful for come from God, come from the Savior come from Christ, so it's a, and then and then, and, also, and then the New Year comes. Yeah, it's also a time to give back. 
because now that we're grateful, we give back, whether right, it's a right, seven right. Good point. Yeah. or whether it's just helping your neighbor or getting to know your neighbors better, whatever it is. Uh, it is really a fun, uh, a fun progression. That's and right. then, as you say, you go into the new year. Yeah. And, and, it, and that you, know, you could almost say what could be better to build toward the new year with gratitude and then with Christmas and then New Year's resolutions. How are we going to do better next year? Well, so happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. Enjoy that turkey, your family, gather in some people that don't have a place to, to go and have a wonderful holiday. Yeah, and we'll see you next week on Ayers on the Road. Bye bye.